Hey, you're drinking house coffee, unfiltered conversations brewed at the intersection of real estate life and coffee shop service. We're Maggie and Rich, local business owners and friends sharing stories and welcoming you to pull up a chair with us. The door's always open. Let us pour you a cup. Rolling. Rolling. Actually rolling. I feel like we say that at the beginning. Of, I feel like I feel like I always say that at the beginning of these things. Well, after that flub from someone we don't want to name, we forgot. To it was record. me, guys. <laughs> I did not press record. record that one time. Okay. So I think it's like our check. So shout out to TJ for our saving safety. our butts on that one. Yeah, it's our safety to want to just be like triple check that we're recording. Maggie, welcome back from your excursion. I know. Mid-country. Thanks. It's been, um, we had like a little bit of a, you and I had a one-week hiatus, but since we're so dedicated to our audience. (laughs) They'll never know. They'll never know. And there was no interruption in the podcast um, production. In the well, that's true. Although, it, according to how we're doing this, technically there's still an episode that has to drop in a couple of days from now, right? At the time of this recording. So uh, anything could happen. Is yeah. all I'm trying to say. I know, <laughs> but we do our best not to let that happen. Of course. Yeah. Uh, we're just waiting for that reply from TJ. Hopefully, he is mm-hmm. still TJ can with you us. Hear us? <laughs> no, nothing so bad. <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, so this is episode 19. It sure is. And episode 17 and 18, you know, I feel like we've been on a little roller coaster lately. Yeah. And I think that's okay because business is, you know, it ebbs and flows literally like, like business, finances, revenue, all that kind of stuff. But like business ownership is a little bit of a roller coaster and uh, we mean that emotionally. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but to, it, so it's worth, it's worth talking about those kinds of things. I think it's also worth maybe checking in and saying, all right, how is everybody doing? And, and more, maybe more importantly, like, how do we, how do we move forward? How do we get to a place that's um, more balanced? Yeah. If we can, or maybe well, even how do we take those things and like learn from them and process through them because everything can be a learning experience, you know? So we had a lot to process in those last couple episodes and we hope to continue to do that kind of thing. Right. But we also, I don't know, just some thoughts. Yeah. Good thoughts. Yeah. I'm excited about today though. Me too. We had a good little planning session for this one. So, um, what have you been listening to lately? So I listened to a podcast that popped up on my suggestions there. Just I'm, 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 something I'm already subscribed to, but I jumped in because I like the title. It was it's a podcast called Keys to the Shop, which is... <laughs> Why did I think you were going to say House Coffee? House Coffee. <laughs> so I heard this great episode <laughs> from House Coffee. No. Um, Keys to the Shop is a... Service-based, largely coffee, cafe, especially coffee kind of thing, but like service and hospitality management-based podcast that is guy the, done by this guy, Chris DeFirio, who I believe is from Syracuse, if I'm not wrong. Hmm. Don't know where he's at now, but he... Just another guy who's deep in the coffee game. He also has a consulting company through Keys to the Shop and... This latest episode was on the importance of guides that are extremely specific and detail-oriented. Guides. Guides for things like your menu and how to make your menu. And also... So like a paper guide, not like a a human. Right. Okay. Yeah, like the importance of standard operating procedures. Gotcha. If you value standard operating procedures, which most people would say they do, and he was kind of making this point, and I and I I've come to believe this. You, if you want something done a specific way, 
you have to tell people the specific way you want something done. If you don't, then you either don't care or you don't know that you do care. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, And that's going to come out later when you're frustrated that people aren't doing things the way you thought they should assume they should do them. Do you know? Mm -hmm. So he's making the point like, and I I knew this to be true and, and, uh, and I believe this and I'm sort of like, basically what I've learned is that if you don't tell someone how to do something, and then they don't do it, it's That's your fault. You. You're to blame. It's your mistake. That's a hard leadership lesson to learn, but it's an important one to learn so that you also realize how to change that dynamic, which is to say, okay, you get a pass this time because I didn't tell you I expected this. So now once once you know, though, once I have told you, once I've written it down, once you've affirmed that you understand this and agreed to do it this way, and then you don't do it, well, now I know that's called accountability. Now I know right. how to uh, come for you, yeah, <laughs> and help you do it the way that that you said you would do it. So, good little refresher on that concept for me last night. He goes, he just, you know, as he's talking through it, he kind of rehashes the same point over and over, and just through like different specific examples. So there is a lot to glean from that and found that helpful and refreshing. And it's very much what I'm engaged in right now with been engaged in that with storied also engaged in that with my new team, especially where her, there has been very little of that kind of stuff in place up until my arrival. So it's a little bit of like, you have all the, it's, it's tough when you enter a new environment because you have this team of people that's been there for years that have always done things this one way, quote unquote. But the problem is that that one way is that everyone is doing something a little different often. So there's no consistency. Well, there's less consistency than there should be. And then when, when which is fine if no, if the team never changes, kind of, y'all know how to work together. But then you introduce someone new, like me, I was new. I had to learn the system as it was. Rather than come in with a whole new system, I had to know what was going on first. And no one could say one where, you know, well, not no one, but like there was a different answer from everyone kind of deal. And that would be around all kinds of different things or there's just different systems thing, you know, so I don't want to, there's not, I'm not here to throw anyone or anything under the bus in that place. Like I totally get it, but I've experienced that firsthand as a newcomer. And now like, how do you hire someone else? who is less intuitive maybe or less experienced. Right. That's So there's a lot of reasons why you want to have those standard operating procedures. But I think the big thing is like for owners or managers, they usually have expectations about how they want a place to run, how they want the vibe to be, how they want the customer service experience to, to be, you know. You, largely, usually you have owners who have in their minds, and they might even do things this way, they can envision the entire customer experience from from the parking lot (laughs) through to finishing their stuff and leaving, you know? An owner often has that whole thing, like, envisioned in their mind. But if they can't get that out on paper and or ever communicate that clearly to their staff, then they're going to be, like, bummed and frustrated when people aren't, fulfilling that vision that they've never communicated. So that's why you want all that stuff in place. And that was a timely episode for me. So Hmm. thanks, Chris. Chris who? Chris DeFurio. Cool. He's the podcast For Keys to the Shop. It's an interesting one because he's, he doesn't, he does interviews, but like most of his episodes are just him Mm. talking. You know, and I think I, I don't know how I would do with that model. I don't know if I could podcast that way, but he, he is doing a good job. Cool. Yeah. Sweet. What have you been listening to, Becky? Oh, I thought you'd never ask, Rich. I've been waiting. (laughs) So I have been listening to this super catchy song called... Monte Carlo by <laughs> a band called Apollo. 
Apollo. Have you heard of them? Uh, you know, funny enough, I have. Oh my gosh. And funny enough, I've heard that it song. It's such a good song. It is so good <laughs> and know. it's so catchy and I, I've been singing it like ever since I like heard it and I like added it to my favorites on Spotify. And you're being totally serious right now? I'm being a thousand percent serious. That's awesome. A thousand percent. It is such a good song. And Apollo is a band that our own TJ McMaster is the lead singer of. And this song, Monte Carlo, is... It goes hard. So good. It's a good song. And I just can't stop singing it. And so shout out to TJ for writing and singing such a good song. And I think it needs to be submitted to EQX for like Local at 11. Like I would love to hear this song on Local at 11 for EQX. So if you hear this, please go give... Apollo on Spotify, some love. It's A P L O. And listen to the song Monte Carlo and some of their other music. There's a video. Did you see the video? The video is good too. The video is super well done. Oh my gosh. That's I'm actually, just... I heard the song for the first time as I was watching the video. Oh, yeah. TJ I, showed I, it to me. He was pretty excited. <laughs> I, I heard the song first when I just saw it on Instagram, like through like a clip oh, of it yeah. on a reel. And I was like, wow, this is really. Catchy. It's really impressive. I didn't expect like kids to be. I mean, this is this is lame, but I. It was like, they're, first of all, they're all music students. They all mm-hmm. are in school together for music. They. It's so. I shouldn't good. have been so surprised at like how professional. I and, don't know who the songwriter is. I don't know if it's TJ, but I know TJ is the lead singer. I don't know who's the songwriter. I think it's collaborative. But from what he said, even the way the he wrote the, the lyrics, lyrics are. There, it's such a good song. It's super catchy and well done. I really like that song. Yeah. And it's about his car. I know the car in the video is his car. And <laughs> I mean, you can read between the lines car. too. But it's like right, I right, like right. that kind of I like that kind of music. That's like double entendre, like suggestive. <sighs> like now, if if you haven't wanted to listen to it, now you should go listen to it because there's like double meanings and like. Like, I don't know. I just really like it. And if you have ever had like a car that you just love, um, you should just go listen to this song. (laughs) Wow. I didn't, you didn't, way to go. Way to surprise (laughs) me with that one. (laughs) Yeah. You weren't expecting that. I actually absolutely was not. Cool. As soon as you started saying that, I was like, oh, here we go with another song. She's always listening to music. (laughs) I am. And then is our, is our good friend. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, with a good song. So shout out to TJ, shout out, shout out to Apollo. Yeah. Maybe that can be our new, we can just change the theme song out and make yeah. it a yeah. Monte Carlo vibe. Uh, so I've been thinking about vibes still, okay? Not to rehash the unhinged vibe situation because um, that was a great conversation <laughs> and uh, got a lot of fun feedback on it. But I am... Trying to do something with storied now. It's interesting that we were talking about vibes and unhinged vibes and all that stuff last time. Just just vibes in general. Because I've been thinking a lot about the way that the vibes of a place are like part of the experience that you get when you go somewhere. And I think that that is very much a part of what helps people choose one place over another. Does that make sense? Yes, it makes perfect sense because that is how I choose places. So that's what I want to talk about today. I'm thinking like I'm seeing, I'm envisioning this thing. And I actually even like talked to you about it a little bit already. I texted you. I said, I think I'm going to take story. I think I'm, I'm playing with this like homey, comfortable vibe that mm-hmm. I want to maybe take storied and and lean into that. So I want to talk with you about maybe my vision there and like, the importance of vibes. I've been waiting for you to, to talk a to place. Me about this, Rich. <laughs> Perfect, and <laughs> um, and then talk about. Like, I don't know. I just want to hear from you, and then maybe even like some of your ideas mm-hmm. for what we could do in that environment, and maybe like a little bit practical about it, and then just kind of wrap it up with like, I don't know. I guess where <laughs> what yeah. we're gonna do right. um, from there, or what I should do. So I don't know how that sounds to you, but that's what I was thinking about for today. So what I can I ask like what influenced you to want to change up the vibes that storied? 
Um, well, yeah. So not to get too much into this, but like, I've just been thinking about what makes people, I think it comes a little bit out of my experience of, you know, I'm always asking myself, where are the people? How do we get more people through these doors? Because we seem to hit this revenue ceiling and see the same average number of people every day slash like every weekend. It's kind of about the same. It's all really close and tight within like, I don't know, a couple hundred dollars on a weekly basis. And I'm like, why aren't we seeing a higher number on average? And why aren't we seeing more people? And I'm thinking about the kinds of places that are maybe like closest to what I'm trying to do, other coffee shops in the capital region. And when I think about those, the kinds of places I go to, so I'm like, what makes people go out of their way for a certain kind of place? And so I've just really been thinking on the practical level of like storied, is kind of lack. I, I don't want to say it's lacking in the vibe department, but it's it's like basically just trying to figure out how can I better this business and how can I make it the kind of place that's a little more experiential, so that you get more when you come in than just a cup of coffee or just yeah. a boba. You know, I added books, so we got the bookstore vibe going on, and I've I've really liked how that feels because when you're in there, there's there's bookshelves everywhere now, and I'm literally buying books like every week. Um, you're texting me about books that you find. Yep. Uh, like, do you want these? I'm like, heck yeah. And so I'm always just trying to figure out what can we do to make this place a little bit more of like the kind of thing you're going to go out of your way for. Because let's face it, Scotia, it's not exactly on the map. Okay. It's a village. Um, it's got a cool coffee shop, but like, mm-hmm. that's about it. No offense to other businesses in Scotia. There's a bakery now. I'm stoked about that. It's down the street in our old space. Nibble Nosh. Nibble Nosh, shout out. But point being like, it's just a bunch of haired stylists and insurance agents. You know, there's not a lot going on. There's no shopping. So I'm, I'm literally the coffee spot. I'm the boba spot. And now I'm the bookstore. (laughs) Those should all be different places in a town. Yeah. Can't do it all, you know, but since I am, how do I do it even more? It's kind of like where I've been coming from. That is such a good point, Rich. Okay. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) So that's where I'm coming from. And then, okay. Last thing I'm going to say about it to give you a little more insight. So we talked last week about the unhinged vibes. And unfortunately, a lot of that came down to, especially as we talked to TJ, like kind of one individual yeah, or like a, a set of individuals. And it made me think about how small storied is. So when you have someone who's unhinging the vibes, it stands out and sort of can be off-putting. And when you have a place that's small, you kind of need like a set of house rules, yeah, you know, that everyone's going to abide by. Because if you don't, if you're out of pocket with things, then that's going to throw off the, like the, the threshold for throwing yeah. off the vibe is, is a lot more, what, <laughs> the threshold for throwing off the vibe is a lot lower. Yeah. And so I'm like, all right, this place is too small to be messing with the vibe. And, and it's like cozy. Mm-hmm. It's the books make it feel kind of homey. It's like a, because it's a small place, mm-hmm. it's, you know, everything's sort of at hand. It kind of can feel like a living room. So I'm like, maybe yeah. we just embrace that lifestyle instead of me being so anti, you know, old school coffee house, never have a couch in your <laughs> coffee shop these days kind of thing. So I don't know. That's where I'm coming from. I'm here for it, Rich. You're an interior designer, basically. <laughs> um, I'm a stager. You're a stager. But I've been actually thinking about where's the line between <laughs> what you do and an interior designer. And I'm sure there is a line and I'd be interested to hear your thoughts on that. But like at the end of the day, your job is to look at a room. Create vibes. Friggin' curate some vibes. So so true. What do you think? How important I, do you think the vibe of a place is? I would say that the vibe is number one. Number one. For me personally. Dang, dude. Because... I'll go out of my way to go to a place that has good vibes because for me as a business owner, if I need to chill and do some work for a little bit, I'm not going to do that in a place where I can't get comfortable, where I don't like the smells, where I'm too hot or too cold. So being in a place that feels cozy and homey is important to me when, when I'm doing work or when I'm meeting with clients. Yeah. I don't want to meet clients in a place that feel that has unhinged vibes. <laughs> <laughs> True. Or like no air conditioning. Yeah. Shout out to story circa 
July of this year. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I would say environment is huge because if the music is too loud or it's, or the place is too crowded or there aren't enough seats and I'm not going to name the name, but like a, I, w- I met a client at a very popular coffee shop earlier this year, not storied, and we had to leave because there was no place for us to sit and have a conversation. And this is this is a really popular place. And I was kind of bummed because we we made a point to go to this place to have yeah. coffee and like discuss their home buying process. And we had to go someplace else because there just was nowhere to sit and it was too crowded. Yeah, that's tough. It's like a quote unquote good problem to have, you know? You no, know, it's a great problem to have for that business, yeah. but it was not a it was it made me feel a little bit like nervous because I'm like, oh, or like it was taking, you know, it just, it it moved, it interrupted the flow of like, just met these people for the first time. We're about to talk about their home buying experience and like we have to leave and automatically find someplace new. Yeah. So if you knew that that could be a risk, you would have chosen somewhere else right off the rip. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, vibes are important. And like making for for my business for my industry like real estate, I'm not necessarily meeting new client new staging clients per se. I, if I'm talking about meeting a client for the first time, I'm I'm referring to my real estate business, like a seller or a buyer. Yeah, and I like to meet someplace where I can have like at least a thirty minute discussion. I can take notes and get an idea of what they're looking for, what they're what their pain points and their top priorities are. And yeah, does that answer your question? Uh, yeah, well, from your personal standpoint, it speaks to like what you look for in a, in a place. And do I you, know I'm not the only one. Well, that's what I was going to say next is like, do you think people, like how much, how would we even quantify it other than sales or like, maybe social media representation, like the kinds Mm -hmm. of places that get grammed, you know, like uh, people take pictures or make Mm -hmm. posts or tag a place, you know. I don't know. That says, maybe that speaks to the vibe. Yeah. Sometimes I don't know if that speaks to like, there's just influencers out here trying to build their own platforms and like go into all the places that look cool and new Mm -hmm. versus... uh, Versus whether places actually. Yeah. See, when I think of storied, I know how much thought and care and crafting you took to make storied what it is in terms of the, in terms of their taste bud experience, (laughs) which is totally different than their, environmental experience. Yeah. So you can guarantee to somebody when they come to Storied, they are going to have the best cappuccino or the best latte or the best boba drink or the best cup of coffee because you have taken the time to make sure that that taste experience is perfected. We got the best latte this side of the Mohawk. You, You really, you do. And... Um, and that takes, uh, that is a craft, but I guess man doesn't live by coffee alone. (laughs) (laughs) So true. (laughs) Like they need, they need like bread and environment. I don't know. This is a really terrible analogy, but like, I think you get what I'm saying, right? Like in order to get people to stay and spend and then invite someone else, you're you're thinking now, okay, how can I capture more fish? I'm using yeah, all these like, so funny. Um, par- um, parable examples. I think that what I'm trying to figure out is how do you get people, because I, storied will never be like the convenient option. We're not, Scotia is not a convenient place. People live there because it's nice. But one, I don't even get a lot of Scotia or Glenville people. I don't think but I rich, get as many Scotia Glenville people as I do people who are who are coming from out of town. I think you're onto something because your other shop isn't a convenient place either. 
uh, yes, and but maybe people that's, go to it. Absolutely, it's destination only. <laughs> it's literally out of the way, in the middle of nowhere, a hidden gem, and it's busier in four days than I am in five, by far. And that's I think largely because people are there. They're not. It's not your pass through, grab coffee, fast thing. Like it's not even until like that is the type of place where coffee. people go. It's getting to, better. No, the story is there. Yeah. <laughs> that is a place where people go and they're like, they know they're going to hang for an hour. Yes, exactly. And that is what you're trying to do with story. So the, and story is essentially that kind of place as well, because we we're kind of in the middle of a street. We don't really have parking in the back. There's free street parking for now. Um, there is no drive through. Our hours are 8.30 to 4.30 as it stands. Like we're not super convenient. We're not trying to right now be like your commuter, stop and get your coffee. Even though if you did, you'd have a happy day because it's going to mm-hmm. be a dang good start to your day. Um, but like we're, we just are inherently the kind of place that is a little more of like a let's go hang out. Let's yeah. go meet someone. Let's share a memory, which I mean, storied coffee. It's literally all about that actually. We exist to provide for memorable experiences through specialty coffee, milk teas, and more. That's mm-hmm. our like mission statement or our existence statement, if you will. So we know what we're about, and it really is that kind of place. So I just I think I've I think I'm trying to lean into how do we create a vibe that people want to experience and they know they're gonna have like a a, a cozy cup or like a comfortable coffee and a beautiful boba. <laughs> I've, been, <laughs> I've been working on my adjectives. Um, and, you know, sh- and like have a, a, a memory, a memorable experience, either with our baristas, with themselves, with a friend. Like, how do I now lean into that in a way that people are going to want to come hang out? So, yeah, yeah, still, that's just like a lot of like where we're coming from. Right. So, how do we do it? Well, you're. Please. You've got. <laughs> Let's talk about Are what's you already in place. For my, my, yeah, kind like, of. I'm like, I want to hear what, what would we do? What should we do? Not that I want free service no. or like advice from you. I, you know, no, I think I've, I think our like our dear listener could benefit from this too. You know, not just you. We have, I'm sure, those going through their own venture, trying to create their own vibes. I think that's. I want to help other people too. Cool. Um, Perfect. I would start by saying you are on the right track with the books. And I think you should continue to lean hard into that. And don't worry. And I know you literally have a warehouse now. I know. (laughs) I just need time to go pick them off, pick them out and dust them off. I, I, I think you could benefit from making a bookstore inside your store. Okay. I love that. And I'd love to, I'd love to talk more about that. And that, that to me, okay, here's, here's my, here's what I think you should do. And whatever you do with it is up to you. Hit me. I get so many targeted ads on Instagram or like, you know, the algorithm knows that I like hidden rooms. <laughs> you like because hidden rooms. I follow like I follow Chris Loves so Julia funny. and they they do like home renovations. You should follow them if you haven't. And they they have like a hidden room in their home. Um the a beautiful mess if you they get that library, right? For it, kids. They, yep, Elsie has well she sold her house but in her house that she just sold in Tennessee, she had a hidden library and it was through a closet. Saw that. That's and cool. I just get all of these posts out from the algorithm about these reels of people doing hidden rooms in their houses. And I think that you should make a hidden room in storied. And I know exactly where it would be. It would be in the back room where the sliding glass door is where you keep your freezer and a bunch of storage stuff. Okay. Paint that place black. And then like, the door, you have like a regular door there, but like make that, instead of making it a door, make it a bookshelf. 
<laughs> that like opens? That opens. Do you mean like a painted bookshelf or like? No, like an actual bookshelf. Like <laughs> you're laughing, but I'm serious, Oh my Rich. gosh. You should make that door a bookshelf. So when you like push on the bookshelf, the act, the whole bookshelf opens into this hidden secret library. I'm getting some serious Batman vibes right now. Of, and I love of it. storied. And you can even do like, like secret passcode, like knock three times to open <laughs> the secret library or whatever it might be. But how, like if you're talking destination and you're talking like a reason for somebody to come, what other coffee shop in the capital region has a bookshelf doorway with a hidden library? Yeah. <laughs> it sounds, it sounds too cool. How cool would that be? Who can I hire? <laughs> that sounds like a I know a couple of people. Yeah. Well, it is a project, we'll but talk about that. But it would be it would be just it would be an epic experience. Cause then you'd get people not just hanging out at the front cash wrap and then leaving. <clears throat> you you would get somebody coming all the way through your store, all the way to the back. And if you have specific merchandise kind of sprinkled out through the back of the store, story t shirts, mugs coffee, things like that, you kind of have those like little grabbers to get people on their way back from the back secret so library. Like, if you know, you know. Yeah. Nice. The password could be hope and sesame. <laughs> hope and sesame. Shout out to hope and sesame, sesame milk. <laughs> Available at storied coffee. <laughs> no comment. <laughs> Dude, it's a fan fave. I know. You're just not I, a fan. <laughs> I don't like I don't like sesame milk personally. Nothing against hope and sesame, just everything against sesame. This podcast is brought to you by. <laughs> just kidding. Although it could be. So that's that's my number one idea. I love that idea. That sounds really fun. I think practically it'd be a challenge, but uh, this whole thing is a challenge. So Yeah, practically it would be a challenge, but honestly, Rich. Talk about you grammable. Grammable? Dang. You could do... You could take video of the process. You could do like a fun little like before and then like you tap the door and then all of a sudden it's a bookshelf that you push open and it's like your secret library. And I I feel like you could even, like if you buy a book from the secret library, you could, I don't know, I just think that that would give people a reason like, oh, where'd you get that book? Oh, it's I like got it from the secret library at Storied. <sighs> Yeah, it's like a thing to experience for yeah. sure. That'd be a cool experience. Dang, man, that would be really cool. Like, I'm just, I just can't envision how I would accomplish the door. I know. Like, we can do the back room. Yeah, we could put bookshelves. The door can maybe be the finishing touch. Like, yeah. we could still clear out that room and yep. put the shelves in there. And I mean, we've actually kind of been talking about basically, using that room. Basically, in that a better door way would be you can buy it as a kit. Okay. Word. We'll have to. We can do some research and. Discover that. Yeah. Uh, that, yeah. Okay. I like that. I like mm -hmm. that. I bet the people like that. People would like that for sure. That'd be easy too. Cause that's kind of a small room. Like it feels mm -hmm. manageable, you know? Yeah. It's a small space and I don't it think would I have dramatic before, after necessarily, but wouldn't necessarily have to. It would have a dramatic before, after effect. And it like, you know, you don't have to have, you're not going to have a million people back there at once. Yeah, no way. But it could be floor to ceiling books. Yep. Right on. Well, stay tuned. Summer yeah. project. <laughs> uh, I would like that idea. What do you think about like, so I, one thing I've been thinking about is in the front room there. Right now you got books in there. It's the, we have two, up till recently I had two armchairs. And those are those are kind of like in a corner of that front space. Mm -hmm. I noticed you moved the two new chairs. Into I bought the window. two new armchairs, and I really struggled to find a place to put them. So I just ended up in the in the front window there because I, I didn't want to put those in and sacrifice like table seating too. Yeah. You know, did you notice the table in the back? I did now? notice. I was there uh, Sunday. I think that's a good move. I think that was cool. Originally, I was thinking I would I kind of make that back space a little more comfy with the armchairs, but then I like lost. I feel like I lost a lot of well, space the, and it was a little awkward. I liked, well, what I liked about 
the old location was all of your bigger tables were in the back. Mm-hmm. So if you wanted to meet with somebody, you could like meet and have a conversation in, in the back without feeling like super interrupted. Yeah. And I like that you put the bigger table in the back in this location now because you can, it has that similar um, ability. U- utility. Yeah. Yeah, I hear you. Um, well, the other thing too is like the front room is just a little cozier. It's got the windows and it almost like, and the door with the stained glass, it's almost like you're stepping into a living room. Yeah. So I also thought maybe if I just shift the front room, like I'm even eyeing an like a GE vintage television that I could put on, not that it would, I mean, I guess if it works, I can turn on and try to do something fun with it. But but just to have it on the mm-hmm. table so that it, it orients the room around like, like it almost can have a living room vibe and maybe change out some of the tables that are in there or or the sh- or like the shelves in the way the books are. What I'd like to do is get taller bookshelves everywhere else so that I can move, like I can put more books. And right now the shelves are like not, I have one shelf that's taller than I am, but the rest of the shelves are kind of like shorter than I am six feet tall, you know? So they're like four or five feet tall. So there's not a lot of bookstores, but like floor to ceiling books is more of a bookstore vibe, Mm. you know, where your walls are just bookshelves. That's cool. And you get to put a lot more books that way. So that would be like a seven foot minimum kind of shelf. So I've been sort of shopping around, believe it or not, it's pretty hard to find good solid wood used bookshelves on marketplace. There's not a lot and they don't hang around that long. Everybody wants to sell their crappy, um, what is that? Uh, particle board, particle board yeah. stuff. And I'm like, dude, that shelf can't bear <laughs> the amount of books I got. So anyway, that's part of the thing too, is like trying to figure out the way to shelve these these books. Um, but if I can do that and then I can move some out of that front room and sort of reorganize it around like the that comfier vibe. So you walk into this comfy spot and then you just walk mm-hmm. through that to get to the counter. And then there's like more tables and stuff. Mm-hmm. In the back, like you said. I mean, you know, to give you perspective, like we only have, our seating capacity is literally like 30 seats. It's a small place, 30, 35, yeah. depending. We do have the bar stools there, which half the time are taken up by my crap <laughs> or books on the counter or whatever, you know. Um, so trying to find that that balance. But I think the easiest way to bring the cozy vibe would be right in the front. And yeah. like, dude, I'm thinking like, like the words like neighborhood living room are, mm. are like what I've been, that's guiding me. That's a little, those are a little bit of like yeah. some words that are guiding me. Neighborhood living room. Yeah. Well, when I worked at Pottery Barn, we had different, um, different, it's a big store. It was at Crossgates Mall and it was divided up into different zones. There was... One zone was called tabletop, the middle zone was called design, and then the other zone was called decorative accessories, which we called DECEC for short. Nice. So you could divide storied into three different zones. You could do, yeah. you've got your, your little entryway zone with those two doors. You could do your living room, you could do your cash wrap, and then you could do your book room like your, or your hidden library. Hmm. That's true. I think if we can get that back room going, a lot of the bulk of books can go there so that we can maybe move things a little bit more around in that front room. Yeah. Just a thought. Mm-hmm. I don't know. You can tell I'm not a professional at this stuff. <laughs> yeah, but I think part of the, you're doing something. You know, you, you have recognized that the way it's been has not, really move the needle and you have recognized that you need to do something a little bit different to get some new footsteps in the door. Yeah. And one way to do that is to become a quote unquote, you know, destination or having that creative thing that other places don't have. I mean, what other coffee shop in this area would have a hidden library? I mean, none. None. There's one, I was just about to, I was asking myself who even has books. And up until very recently, 
there was. I know who you're talking about. I guess technically up until very recently, there was, like we only started carrying books, ironically, we're called storied, okay? I know. <laughs> we only started selling books last July, so a year ago. I mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, don't know what took me so long because I've always wanted to do it. I've talked about it for a long time. Shout out to Seth, who I know listens because he was texting me about Unhinged Vibes the other day. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, Seth, I don't know if you remember this. When we, we used to have this thing called the Curated Corner, Okay. Pre-COVID. Yep. We had this like set of shelves. This little corner part in the in the in the old story in Scotia, the way it was laid out, there was like this corner. We had these two shelves, sort of like 90 degrees yep. from each other. And we called it the curated corner. And each shelf or each like uh set set of shelves was like you could get it on a monthly basis and do this commission type sale. And you could literally the shelves were yours. You just do a display however you want with whatever you want. Keep it stocked. Change it out. You got a whole month. Like we'll advertise it. You'll advertise it. Small commission um, on the sales. And then, so we had this curated corner thing and that was cool. Just a way like we were, you know, celebrating local businesses and trying to do that. Well, Seth worked for me for a while. Um, legendary story staff. <laughs> uh, and he, I gave him his own little, we called it Seth's, book corner and he curated a little like bookshelf and just different. It was, I think it was one, literally one shelf, not like the whole case, like one, (laughs) one level shelf. Yeah. Uh, there might've been two, but I can't remember. It was small. And that was the point. It was like, make it manageable. You changed out. It wasn't even, it was, I think it was for more than a month. Um, but that was fun. And so we're talking way early on and that was in his hands, not mine. And cause at that time I was overwhelmed by the idea. I was like, I don't know. I don't read. I don't know nothing about books. I just like bookstores and I like collecting books, but I wouldn't know what to put out there. I wouldn't know what to sell, what sells. So Seth had that cool vision. I said, let's do it. And it was cool. It was fun. People bought books. I was, I was impressed. And that was the extent of it. And then, mm-hmm. you know, he went to school whatever the books disappeared and then COVID and no curated corner. And then last, I don't know, last summer, I was just like, we, we had found ourselves at this book sale and I was like, let's just do it. Let's just walk through these books, crates. Let's handpick some books. We'll put them on a shelf. We'll see what happens. And <laughs> the rest is history. It's become a, a problem since then. If you're a book collector already, and now you have, you have some funding <laughs> to buy more books. Uh, let's just say you better have an outlet for those books. That is also a way to make some money back. Um, Cause that's my problem right now. So anyway, that's new to us before that. Who, yeah. Who has books now? There's two new businesses in the capital region. Okay. That are quote unquote coffee book store kind of places. I only know of one. I say capital region. There's one in Cleveland park. Yeah. There's one in Schenectady. Oh. Hmm. And that one like just opened like two or three months ago tops. Okay. And the one Cliffs Park opened maybe early this year. Yeah. But the books kind of came in a little bit later right after they opened. So it is kind of a thing. But the way you do it, I think, can can really play to you. The one in Schenectady is like more new books. We're trying to be like a used bookstore. Yeah. Which is inherently a cozier... 100%. More vintage kind of thing, yes. right? It's a little more eclectic. You never know what you're going to find. I mean, I don't go to new bookstores. I can't afford new books. Mm-hmm. I go to used bookstores because for the price of one new book, I can get 12 used books, mm-hmm. you know? Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Quick note. Something I realized. You know the little punch card we have? Yes. That looks like a library card? Yes. You know how you get a stamp for every book? Yes. Well, I did the math. And if you buy nine books, you get a free drink. <laughs> in one day. Huh. So a little insider info for you. Interesting. Because you get a stamp for every book that you buy and you get a stamp for every visit. So you get the one stamp for the visit, but if you buy nine books, you get nine stamps and then free drink. It might technically be 10 books. No, because that's 10 stamps. So your 11th is free. Cool. Now I've never bought a book at Storied, but I have Gosh. donated books to Storied. You have, yes. Anyway, little little tidbit that I realized the other day. It was mm-hmm. kind of fun. I'm I gotta actually advertise. I'm that. an audible person. Uh, yeah, we've been over this. Yeah. 
Nothing against. Well, use uh, use code, use discount code. Yeah, right. House Coffee Podcast. House no, Coffee. I'm just kidding. Yeah. That won't get you anything. Yeah. So, okay, what would you do? What else would you do? Can I ask? Like, yeah. is it fair to ask you? Like, you know, story. You know the vibe. You know what we're talking about. We got the back room. That's mm-hmm. a great idea. So, like, I don't know. What would you do? Um, I'm not trying I, to be a vintage store. Okay, know. you know what I mean. Like, yeah. I like old stuff. I think people like to experience old stuff, and that's why I do the GE clock mm-hmm. radios, and that's why I have the radios actually playing music, even though the music is not vintage. They're all synced to that same to the music we're mm-hmm. playing. And I think that's a fun, like for me, that's experiential. That's a yeah. fun thing. You would never see that anywhere because I invented that yeah. <laughs> concept. You know what I mean? <laughs> like every one of our little stereos in different corners of the, of the shop are playing our like signature chill hop vibe music. Mm-hmm. And these are old radios that are actually working of different eras, you know, different decades. So that's like a cool specific thing, but not because I'm like, we got to be this vintage place. And I'm not really looking to sell vintage stuff, mm-hmm. although that is also a vibe. And we could go in that direction. But I don't know if that's the direction like I am. That's not my strong suit and not really what I'm like. Pardon the interruption. That was my alarm. That's <laughs> all good. Yeah. So, so, okay. That said, that caveat, like what, what would you do? What else might you do? What would I do? Um, if you had free reign to vibe story it out with oh, You're putting stuff. me on the spot, We can Rich. do vintage stuff. Yeah. I know you like that and you have some of that stuff. And, um, but like, what do you think would, what would, what would produce like a homey, comfortable vibe? Um, really putting me on the spot. Well, that's the point. Hot uh, seat. I know. I know. Well, I gave you my hidden library idea. I really love that idea. If I had like limitless funding and time, I would that's like that's the first thing I would do no matter what. Number 2, I would I would probably um move the the drink station, like the station where you put like cream and or like sugar, like the straw napkin, I would move that station someplace else that wasn't directly behind where people order because um, that can be kind of a cluster if like a lot of people are waiting. And if somebody's like just trying to get out the door and that's like cut through people who are still trying to order, that could cause like a backup. Okay. So maybe, maybe look at the traffic flow and uh, maybe maybe where it is at is the best place, but I feel like that could be improved. That's interesting because I was just asking myself that same question the other day. Really? I was like, where else would I put this? Yeah, I was like walking mm-hmm. through the shop. I was moving the furniture around late at night. If y'all saw any stories from me, <laughs> yeah. I'm doing some stories, FYI. And uh, literally 1130, I posted after I had finished moving stuff all around. But one of the things I was asking myself was like, could I change this this creamer situation? You also, it makes a lot of sense where it is, but I hear what you're saying. It's it's a tight, well, it's like a narrow walkway through there. So you have a shelf um, next to the doorway to the kitchen with like I think a bunch of loose teas around that. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if you could find a different dis- different spot for that, or if you need access to that right away. You might be able to put the that station right there. Interesting. This that's like a little bit behind the bar, but also not. Nah, you kind of walk. I mean, you, also, you can kind of walk to it. I mean, don't at me. But <laughs> freaking Maggie, dude. <laughs> you have way too many plants. What? I'm you asked my opinion. <laughs> this is unfiltered. Maybe they're just <laughs> Poor, poorly arranged. You have all. All right, tell me more. That's a there's hot a whole credenza at the, in the entryway. That's just plants. Yeah. Well, where would you put them? They got to be in the windows. <laughs> I know, but I'm just saying it can. And then you have a whole shelf. You have a vendor who's selling plants. So I, 
you asked my, my opinion. I think we could reduce the amount of plants in the front area and you could allow yourself a little bit more surface for drink. Uh, what do you call that when you add like sugar and accoutrements? accoutrements. No, it's, um, it's, <laughs> we call it like the, um, the stir station. Yeah. The, I don't know. The, what do we even Straw. what do we call that in the industry? I'm like straws, <laughs> <everyone> napkins, <laughs> forks, the, the salt, condiment, condiment, the condiment bar. Okay, is basically what that is. Yeah, um, condiment cart, if you will. Yeah, yeah, I think that that's, um, and I'm not I'm not trying Dang, to come across as plants. critical. Them's fighting words. I'm again. This is not trying to me trying to be critical. I'm just me trying to be a little more practical. That's fine. I asked. Mm-hmm. I asked. Yeah. Tell me more. Yeah. Okay, you're right. And I've actually been, especially with that particular piece of furniture you're talking about with all the plants in the front room, I've definitely been. It's a cool piece. Realizing, like, I mean, there's a lot of wasted, there's a lot of yes. wasted space right there. Yes. Now, the other thing is, like, I couldn't even really use it for books either. I mean, there's books inside of it. And that's, that, that we inherited that piece of furniture. Like, when we moved in, it was in there. And so I've just, shuffled it around and tried to make use of it. So that's why it has the books on it because it has a tile top. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, not the books. That's why it has the plants on it because it's got a tile top. And now it has the books inside of it. More of our vintage books. But it's also like, I've, I've asked myself, like, could I put a bookshelf on top of this tastefully and like Absolutely. get more books there, you know? Absolutely. And, and maybe rework like the plants... The plant, well, I was about to say the plants could all go in the window, except that a lot of plants don't like to go right in the window. Some of the plants could go into your hidden library. That's another thought too. It's just in the back, so I'd have to just be sure like they're getting enough light or they're low light plants. I, I do think you're right. I think the plants could be reworked, reoriented. They could maybe go on a different shelf. We have mm-hmm. the shelf that has... Um. The plants that are for sale, like you yeah. said, that already is topped with plants of ours. And then uh, do you do you serve anyone in like ceramic coffee cups? At the moment, no, because... Because that's also a vibe. I know. I've honestly, I've been asking myself. That's a like major trade-off. Hang- is a major trade-off because it's a lot of work to do those dishes. We do not have a commercial dishwasher. So all of our dishes are currently done by hand. So if you want to know why Abby works so much, <laughs> part of it is the amount of dishes that we, love we you, do Abby. from a day. And we're sort of like, we don't, we reuse a lot of plastic containers and we okay. have to store a lot of syrups within plastic containers, things like that. So maybe there's some system questions about how to do yeah. that so there's less dishes because I totally agree and I, I've I've never thought more seriously about bringing like cups back ceramic cups the other thing too is I don't have good ceramic cups right now yeah I know we have I'm not them talking in, about the ones you already have I know the ones we had in the past but they're too small yeah like those latte cups are like 10 ounce cups and people like a 12 ounce or larger yeah. latte so I would sort of have to invest in new stuff there as well but it could be worth it if that cafe vibe was going to move the needle. Like there's always the option of, you know how everybody at home has their like favorite mug? Yeah. Like you could go to a couple of Goodwill stores or Salvation Armies and curate some mugs. Just like 10 maybe. Because like I don't think you're going to have a huge influx of people who are going to be drinking their coffee in storied. Unless they're they're planning on hanging. I don't there know. Do this hour. vibe sounds like it's going to be off? Well, the... start with ten. You know, you don't have to. <laughs> you don't have to buy thirty. You know, you can just start with ten, and they're yeah. probably going to be like fifty cents a piece, and it can kind of go along with your like homey vibe. It doesn't have, and they don't have yeah, to all be ceramic, but they could just be like, I don't know. I have a favorite mug that I use at home. Right. Yeah. I mean, who doesn't? And like. <laughs> Yeah. You could just have. Maybe if we could. You, or maybe get you people could, to bring their own. I was literally <laughs> just going to say that. 
I was just going to say that, Rich. <laughs> you can bring your BYOM. <laughs> Didn't mean to take the words out of your mouth. but You did. But like if they were a member, like maybe this could be a membership thing. You know, like bring your own mug, mug club, mug club, and then you can like serve the mu- the coffee in their own mug, and that could. How be do we the get mug. them to do their own dishes? That's the real question. <laughs> you don't. That's We're really just, leaning into the homie vibe. That- <laughs> <laughs> Clean up after this is a self cleaning kitchen. You've heard of bust your own table, Clean your uh, own mug, <laughs> wash and sanitize your own dish. All right. Uh, no, I just think that that's just going to have to be a service that you're just going to have to suck it up and do. Yeah. But um, we couldn't simply add ceramic back into the equation. We'd have to say, what can we change so that we can accommodate yeah. ceramic again? Because yeah. one, there's the environmental impact and that's why a lot of people look for that or ask they for love that. that. But there's just simply the like, I'm here to stay. I'm here to hang. Give me a latte in a mug. Like that's, that's cool. And this is, I mean, places that are busy and that do that, they literally employ full-time dishwashers for that kind of reason. You know, restaurants, like, it's because they want to give you that, that, um, at, that like, uh, family at home sort of I would much prefer drinking a cup of coffee from a ceramic mug. It changes the experience. Latte art too is a lot easier in a wide mouth cup. Yeah. Um, you know, it's, it's. It's just like a feature of COVID slash the like convenience for coffee shops that a lot of people went back to went paper, yeah, plastic only, and have sort of they haven't swung back in the other direction not because like they can't for health reasons anymore but more so because of like nobody wants to give up that convenience. Um, in our case, we literally can't add the la- the labor. <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. I'm unwilling to do that at this at this time. I mean, we could invest in a dishwasher. I mean, maybe there's ways to do that too, but... You can get a portable dishwasher. Yeah, that's a... Yeah, yeah it's a thing. For sure. It, within food service, it has to have like a certain sanitizing okay. ability though. Or maybe I do... Like that's the easy... Sanitizing actually can be the easiest step as far as yeah. like a, a sink of, of sanitizer solution. So maybe we wash them and then do that. Who knows? Yeah. Who knows? That's definitely something I've considered. Um, bring in the ceramic back. Those are my thoughts. Question mark. What about decor? That's kind of like another little thing. That's why I brought in a couple. That's why I've yeah, got those vintage uh, those chairs armchairs. Are perfect. They're cute, and I, from what I've heard, they've been the talk of the town. I actually have not been there to see any guests sit in them, but I've I, heard good things. I saw someone sitting in them on Sunday. Abby said they're the, they're the favorite. Yeah. They're, they're like what people go for now. Yes. So you need to get more. Okay. More cozy chairs. Because weren't those other two chairs the place where people would go to um, before? Yeah. There's usually someone sitting in them. The way they're laid out, you know, either two people sit there or one person takes up mm-hmm. that corner. Even though there's two chairs there, just because like they're like literally your knees would be touching. <laughs> Are you trying to be a kid-friendly place? Are you like in general? Okay. We used to have like, toys and stuff in the back pre-COVID. Maybe. What about like a kids' book corner? Like hire this woman. <laughs> this is why they pay you the big bucks, man. Not me. I'm not paying you any bucks, but. But that would be a really cool corner. Like that would also be an attraction for people, knowing that the they're. Local family friendly living room coffee shop also has a kids' corner for books. Okay. You could even you could even put like a little library, like give a book, take a book for just the kids stuff. So kids are you're encouraging literacy for kids. Cause I know that in our community that's like a huge deal for not not having access to age appropriate books for developmental stages and so if you have a like little red library inside of story I could literally hook you up with one right now because I know Rotary does that and I'm a member of Rotary and a huge um a huge thing in within the Rotary is literacy and okay. so that would be even just for kids for kids books only you could create like a 
leave a book, take a book. Right. And parents could. Yeah, because nobody wants to spend four bucks on a. No, on they a don't. But also, quarter inch thick. You you want to encourage reading in book. little kids. So if they're yeah. if they're enjoying a book in your in your coffee shop, what joy would it bring to that? little child to be like, go ahead, you can take that book home with you. It's yours. And when you're done, you can give it to a friend or you can bring it back so someone else can enjoy it. That's a really good idea. And that no other coffee shop is doing. So true. Yeah. That would lean, that's good. That would lean into like the fact that we're doing books, but hey, now there's something for you. And you're encouraging literacy, you're encouraging environmentally conscious, you know, not buying new books, but donating. And you're also the give and take. It's fun. It also, that fosters community Mm -hmm. because somebody who's not using books anymore, there's probably like a half a dozen little libraries in my neighborhood, which is the neighborhood below storied. And you could also just make yourself a little library location. Word. That's true. That'd be interesting outside. Mm -hmm. Huh. Little library versus selling books inside. Yeah, <laughs> but for know. kids' books, like you're selling a books inside. One. But that's what the little libraries outside. are for. And a little library outside of a business would draw eyes. Yeah, I've never seen sure. that actually. I don't know. I mean, I guess I've seen them outside of like ch- like churches or like yeah. community spaces, you know. But I don't know that I've ever seen one outside of a business. I Maybe could I, I could hook I you up. I could hook you up one tomorrow if you wanted to do that. Yeah, we should hashtag Rotary. Okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> and that's cool. I mean, I like to, I like the Rotary, like getting more mm-hmm. involved. Um, okay, okay. Well, these are good ideas, dude. Thanks. One other coffee Please. decor um, item is a coffee table. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I think that's. I think that's right. I think you need a coffee table somewhere. You get another set of comfy chairs, and you got to get a small round coffee table. I honestly wonder if we could figure out a small, I wonder if we should try to figure out a small couch Oh yeah, thing with a coffee table mm-hmm. for that front room. Oh man, lots of things to, lots of things. to rework and think through, but some solid ideas here. I, 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 I think, I think we're onto something. Yeah. All right. We're definitely onto something. Shoot. Um, Cool. Well, we've been talking about this for a while, so yeah. <laughs> really appreciate your your input. Yeah, I'm happy to help. I think um, I'll send you my bill. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> Sounds fine. <laughs> Sounds fine. Free coffee. Do you free coffee for life? Sweet. Um, <laughs> free boba. <laughs> well, anything else? No, that was that was really insightful, and I I liked you picking my brain about this stuff because this is this is what gets me thinking. And this is actually is getting my wheels turning about other things because I've got a few staging projects coming up. And, um, yeah, you know, now that I've done my, my real estate office, like this is another commercial space. Uh, yeah. And so I'm kind of taking what I've learned from doing one commercial space and trying to apply it to, um, Yours. Yeah. Which is cool. Well, that's what got my wheels turning partly too. Like early on with, with thinking about this, along with everything else I said was, you know, you were talking about your staging project with this real estate office, but you didn't want it to feel like a sterile right. office environment. You wanted it to have a, a cozy... Homey. Homey vibe. And so how to... Where I sell homes. Yeah, <laughs> right. Right, right. And we talked a little bit about that. So, you know, how to balance that in a in a literal commercial office space, mm-hmm. how to make it feel comfortable and disarming and like inviting and warm. Those are all the kinds of things that I think people yeah. go for with a coffee shop, which ultimately is a business. And there's definitely coffee shops out there that have a sterile, for like sure. even if it's metal wood kind of vibe, like it changes things. There's like... and. The size of the space or the concrete flooring or whatever it is, there's like every coffee shop is different. And that's part of what's fun about it. It's a, it's a unique experience just inherently every time you go to some different place. And each one has its own like charm and features that that endear you to it. But um, at the end of the day, it can also, how, how do you strike that balance of this is a business, yeah. but like we need this to be warm and inviting and a place where you want to hang 
so that you choose to go out of your way for it. Um, so, par- so when you were talking about that with your, with that job you had, I was like, that's an intriguing concept. Cool. So you heard it here first. You sure did, dude. No, well, you literally oh, I, heard it here oh, first. Yeah, I, just, I sure did, dude. <laughs> <laughs> well, people. Yeah. Grateful for you. Yeah. We've been getting good feedback. We appreciate that. You know the channels. Yep. Storied Coffee. No. no. <laughs> <Just kidding. laughs> House Coffee Podcast that's yes. gmail.com. Hit us up on the Instagram, yep. the face space. No, we actually don't have a face space. No, we don't. Um, but so. House Coffee Podcast at Gmail is a great place to um, send us feedback. Or, There's a couple of voice messages we got to check in on. Yeah, we too, do. From the old, the old speak pipe situation yep. off of the and website. And then. Next episode, maybe we can share some more feedback. Oh, yes. And next episode is episode 20. And um, should we talk about our summer break? Um, Yeah. Well, yeah. Preview. Yeah. Just so so our listener knows that next week is episode 20. And we're excited to bring you Rich's exciting news. (laughs) At the big reveal. Finally, the big reveal. (laughs) And then we're just going to take a couple weeks off. For our summer break, and then we'll be back to school in September. Yeah, we're going to take off after next week. I don't know what the date would be, but um, you're hearing this on a Thursday. The next Thursday is going to be episode 20, and then we're taking episode, the, yeah. the rest of August yeah. off. So the last episode for August will be on the 17th. Yeah, which is, word. Yeah. And, uh, the, yeah. and we think we're maybe going to... We're talking about swinging over to Friday for drop yeah. days instead of Thursdays. Yeah. Starting in September. Starting starting when we're back to school in so, September. Yeah, Fridays. Thanks for being along on this journey with us. Yeah. Uh, we love you, dear audience. We sure do. All right. Keep the vibes chill, all Keep right? Keep the vibes chill. Bye. Later. Bye.